Okay, Emma, what do you deeply wish to create in this lifetime? I just immediately felt my heart just kind of burst open when you said that. I think my deepest wish is for the highest, most potent, richest community, community in all aspects of my life, just to have this ever-expanding, colorful, connected community of people and to build something beautiful together to support each other in our dreams to collaborate like that's what I'm all about some of us talk about this idea of your ikigai it's a Japanese word a Japanese idea of like your life's mission your life's purpose right and I think mine is just collaboration and community and the ever expansion of what that can bring. So I'm just smiling thinking about, you know, how far that can go. Welcome to In Full Color. My name's Amy. I'm an author, artist of all kinds, earth kisser, nonlinear thinker, and absolutely enchanted by the creative journey. On this show, we explore how to bring your visions to life with joy, ease, and impact. Hey friends, today you are invited to hang out with me and one of my closest friends, Emma Rubel. Emma is such a catalyst for creation in my life and really in the life of everyone she touches. Our friendship is so special to me. It's so heart-based, but also really full of play and inspiration and just really seeing each other's dreams and uplifting one another up. I, I could gush for a long time. Like Emma's just one of the most special, sparkly, caring, grounded, inspiring people I know. And she's been equal parts an inspiration and way shower, as well as just a cheerleader for me on my own journey. And bringing my big visions to life um, she's just always down to create and I love watching the way that she engages in the dance with life and beyond just being an amazing friend <laughs> which qualifies her enough um, Emma brings these innate skills and passions as a connector and creative thinker to life through her highly artful charcuterie company called Gather Grazing Co. It's based here in Austin. She creates these amazing tablescapes of food where it's just it's like edible art, truly. I'm going to link her website down in the show notes. It's gathergrazing.co. Be sure to check that out. There's right away going to be a big picture of one of her creations. And it's just, even though it's foods that we're all familiar with, it's really unlike anything. <laughs> she just adds so much magic to it. And she also adds her magic to her daily life as a mother and as a park supporter. And again, all around, just an amazing friend to all of the people in her life, everything she touches is magic. And I just watch her with this awe and curiosity. So I wanted to have her on the show to really investigate like what's beneath that, because to me, it just looks like I said, pure magic. So I, I wanted to kind of peel back the layers and get to know her lens on how, on the art of creating a beautiful life as she does. We'll jump right in here, but before we do, be sure to leave a five-star review on the show, and if you're able to, write a few kind words. That really helps people find the show. Also, if you want to share it with other people, that's an amazing way to support this podcast and support me as a creator, and I also want to apologize in advance for a little bit of sound inconsistency. We were recording uh, at Emma's home and we used a couple of microphones and mine was much quieter and hers is louder so there's a little bit of an imbalance there it's totally fine but I just wanted to warn you about that um, Emma's husband was kind enough to set us up and let us borrow some gear so that we could do it in person and he will be introducing <laughs> the show with this little sound test it was too funny for me to not leave out so uh, here is Thomas introducing us, and here is Emma on full color. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Podcast, podcast, podcast. I see you as this weaver of this giant tapestry, and there's all these other people weaving in it together. <laughs> um, and yeah, you just have 
so much of that and like the people that you bring around you are all so different and so just like turned on by life and everyone brings their different things to the table and that was a big part of why I wanted to have you on is I just have seen the way that this is your greatest masterpiece is the moments that you create with the people that you love and the way that like what everyone else brings to the table you're just like yes that's awesome let me lift you up in this way and let me show you how awesome you are in this way and just just that boosting energy yeah celebrating each other's um talents and joys and skills yeah I love doing that what feels like the medicine that you get from that and I'm thinking about this in the way of a lot of the times the medicine that we receive from our creative and artistic endeavors is kind of the same thing that we give to others like there's this giving and receiving in the moment when we're engaged in that ikigai and that creative purpose and like what's that transmission the healing powers and the inspiring powers of that feel like for you hmm I think I understand your question I mean I think talking about the ikigai I think just to expand upon that a little bit I think mine is connecting like being a connector so you know someone will say oh I have this thing that I want to create and you know immediately I'm like oh I got to connect them with that person and let's let's see what can grow out of that and that's that's where I get really high is just laughing because my dog just let out a big (laughs) sigh like oh mom here she goes Um, but it's true I I live for that and I think um been thinking a lot about connection lately as it relates to mental health mental well-being um physical health and just thriving and um the ways in which our interconnections can keep us well in this lifetime and I think it's a huge honor and a gift for that to kind of be my my thing that just lights me up um and to bring people into it to to connect to connect to connect um to create you know, bonds and to create, uh, to help, you know, facilitate and foster relationships where people might not normally find each other. Um, yeah, it's just endless possibility there. Did that answer the question? Totally. Yeah. And you have definitely thinking of all the people that you've connected me with and like definitely (laughs) a few unlikely ones. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know who you are. (laughs) Like you would never find them though, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. so that that's my whole thing, right? Is that, you know, when I was in college, I would be in high school. I was like so afraid to have a party and bring everyone together, like for my birthday or something. I've since changed. Like I live for a party and I'm creating parties constantly. But my fear was that these people are not going to get along. Like they're all so different. I was like, how are all these people my friends were all so different what I realized is the thing that I love most about people and the people that I look for um consciously or not are the people that are so authentically themselves mm-hmm. you know you you can imagine someone right now who is that and so I was like what you know this is just gonna be cha- this is not gonna work but it works when everybody beautiful is chaos. truly beautiful <laughs> chaos and color you know um variety and when people are really in there being most true and authentic to themselves and they see that in others you know it's just that's the way it should be so it does work right I think you bring up something that happens a lot in the creative journey you're like wow I have all these things I'm interested in a lot of us modern creative types are the ones that wear many hats and like I'm a photographer but I'm also a collage Mm -hmm. artist and I paint on the weekends and I used to be a dancer like there's so many things that we're into and it's like also the age of having a cohesive brand and a personal brand is a big part of the conversation I think there can be a dichotomy and uh, I don't make sense (laughs) but (laughs) you are the common thread as you were speaking about that party with all these different people it's like those are all relationships from all the different sides of yourself even if it might not make sense on paper, the feeling of connection and energy of connection being there is what weaves it together. And like you said, that energy of authenticity, even if it's also different, that's what weaves it together. And that ends up being the, the felt connection of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't always know what we, what we need. Um, and I've had this happen a lot where, 
yeah like we were just talking about unlikely friendships I like to think of sometimes giving my friends to each other or giving the people in my life to each other you know like a recent example with a friend who's nothing like another person but literally makes her laugh like crazy like uncontrollably um nothing alike nothing alike beyond that and that was just the medicine that she needed and you know there's like a bursting of of joy and and youthfulness that came with that or it can be something you know more straightforward like wow this person just actually is the designer that gets this thing that I'm trying to create um or has the missing piece we also don't have to be shy about that that was me ah, that was, <laughs> I was <her>. me. <laughs> I was the one laughing uncontrollably. Um, And yeah, you've just been such a gift and a supporter for me in so many other ways too. um, Beyond like relationship connection. Uh, I, y'all for a a while, still, but we went through like an intense period of this where Emma was like my business wizard when I was going through (laughs) these like questions and you're still totally that person for me to come to. Um, But in times when I would, have a new idea and try to make sense of it um Emma would just like sit with me and be so eager to hear it and receive it and share how it looked in her head and like Emma that was so helpful oh, um such an honor I yeah afterwards I'm looking at it right now we're in Emma's cozy room in her house it's like this room dedicated to <laughs> floor pillows like and cuddling cuddle puddles <laughs> yoga um, yeah, yeah it's like me Emma and, and Ziggy is napping in the corner um, but yeah, in here I see the tinfoil hat that I made for you. <laughs> like you're my channel. You are, you have a connection. And this is one other thing that I love about you is you're just your ability to see people and see what's so amazing about them and show them like here, <laughs> this is awesome. I'm not going to let you not see that. So Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That is something I really like about myself. And I mm-hmm. see you, I see you as, you know, I think one of the reasons why we are so close is because you can do that too. Mm-hmm. And you dive so deep in that, you know, it's like, this is who, like, you can see people, their, their deepest, truest essence. Um, and that just feels really good. Yeah. You know, I think something you mentioned that I think you were calling me your business wizard for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been interesting lately I think in the past few years but even more recently than that like I've started to find myself kind of channeling information for Mm. people I don't do it a ton for myself or maybe I do it without realizing it but that's been really cool as a friend to kind of hold a vision for some or someone's kind of like expressing something that they're trying to create or manifest and I feel like yeah, lately I've just been kind of a portal where it's just like, like all downloads into me. And it's like, wait, this is not me talking. It's coming through me. Um, and oftentimes it is about like, okay, what's the, what's the highest path for this person? You know, what's, what's coming? What, what are you trying to do? Like, how do we distill it down? And it really does feel like it's coming from, from someplace higher than myself. So that, that's been a really cool, a cool thing about being your friend and other people's friends. I love that quality and I I hope that everyone listening has someone in mind in their life or someone that you can connect with soon who serves as that support and that cheerleader because it can feel really lonely when you have a new idea at the beginning and you're trying to figure it out. It's this me against the world type Mm. of feeling of, oh, I have this giant idea, but I don't know how am I ever going to make it work. Is it any good? Like all of these thoughts come up when we're gifted with these visions of what's possible or what would mm-hmm. what would be generative or beautiful or connective or inspiring we're given these visions and then the mind just rushes in mm-hmm. with all the reasons why it, it won't work because that part of ourselves is trying to keep us safe it's just kind of our biology so it's really amazing to find the right person in those early phases of trying to create something and this is true for if you're trying to create a work of art a project or create love in your life or create a home, create a family, etc. cetera. Um, having that person who can see what you're seeing in your mind's eye and reflect it back mm. and offer support and resources um, is just so invaluable. And this is something I've talked about in a previous podcast episode um, where I actually kind of warn against 
sharing it too much at the beginning because it is still a really precious thing. Um, so I just share this with anyone listening as an invitation to consider who are those people in your life who feel like fertile soil for those seeds of ideas that, mm. that you get to receive. I love that. I'm someone that I'm kind of an oversharer. <laughs> it's something I've been trying to, I was listening to your, uh, what is it? Vulnerability hangover. Yeah, that's one of your episodes. Yeah, I think about funny. that one a lot and I send it to people too. Um, I'm that person. <laughs> I think my mom tends to share a ton with the world and, and I love that about her. And I, you know, it, it's just something I've had to kind of like cultivate, you know, a little more awareness around in my life. And so I really appreciate that medicine of like, keep it to yourself for a little bit to just let it like marinate, let those juices mm. stew in just yourself. Um, but I think that, yeah, you, you really don't need many people. You, to, you know, it can just be one person that you go to. And I, it was, you know, I was thinking this week a lot about the friendship, honestly. And I was thinking of my friends a bit as like, so I'm a pretty bad journaler. I'm like the opposite of Amy. <laughs> so my friends are kind of my journal, right? Sometimes we, yeah, like, okay. So, you know, when you're like on a walk with a friend and they're like, wait, girl, you said that three years ago. Or like, this reminds me of exactly what you, you were going through a year ago around this time. Like, is there a pattern here? Or, um, you know, that's something it seems like you've been working on for a long time. Oh, really? I have said, oh, yeah, I've heard you mention this many times. That is one of the coolest things about our friends is that they keep this information for us that we feel we're either like way too close to it and we don't have perspective. We're like, wow, I, I keep saying that. OK, maybe there's something there. Um, they're the people that we first plant the tiniest of tiniest, barely even seeds yet with our friends or, you know, the people in our lives that we trust. Um those ideas, those desires, those wishes, those things that we might not even realize that we want to manifest yet because it's just kind of said, you know, you weren't even like thinking when you said it. Um, but as friends, we have that opportunity to really hold each other to it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you said that. You've said that. This is something you want. So something that I do as a friend is like really try to take a moment when I hear like a desire or something that, you know, someone in my life is trying to create and I just pause completely and I'm like, wait, what did you just say? Like, let's give that some airtime. Let's give that some airtime and sink into it. Think about it. You know, let's grow it. Um, and then let's revisit it in a week. So I'll like follow up with friends and be like, okay, so how's it going? <laughs> um, that's one of the greatest gifts that I think you know, that we can do as friends for our people that we love, you know, is to, is to really hold space for that and to hold people accountable to it too. I think it's a big, it's a big trick in manifestation too, is to surround yourself with people that are going to do that for you and kind of be that journal that you can flip back through of like, oh, did I say that? Was that something I wanted? You know, if, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm. Something you hear in there is the acknowledgement of what's special, the acknowledgement of the things that stand out. I think that's one thing that really... <coughs> that really goes into the creation of a beautiful life, whether it's in the process of bringing it to life or just acknowledging what's there. Um, so I just think of that with you, with all the, the beautiful moments that you bring together um, in your home, in your friendships, in your business. I would love to hear kind of in those different realms, like how you, how you intentionally create special moments. Can we start with, Let's start with business because we haven't really talked about mm. gather grazing. What are the things that you look to to mm. make it more than just <laughs> here's some cheese on a tray, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. Events are my thing, <laughs> both in a professional and a personal, um, on a personal level. But I think events are the place where we, you know, bring all different types of collaborators together. And it's just been really fun to provide the sustenance for that space. Yeah, just be the one that gets to nourish, you know, and these people are working on the lights and these people are working on the design and, you know, these people are putting this together to be the one that, you know, provides that. Um, I like to think of food as code. So what we put into our bodies, we're literally changing our hormones and there's, there's a lot of information that's in food. Um, and it's just, you know, it's medicine and it's so fun to work with. 
I am hosting a retreat this fall in Todos Santos, Mexico, and I wanted you to know that you are personally invited. This retreat will be November 2nd through 6th of this year, 2023, and I'm going to be co-hosting it with my good friend Megan Swinford, who is a yoga teacher, tarot reader, amazing ceremony leader, and I will be offering all kinds of creative activations. The whole intention of the retreat is to embrace a new archetype. So that version of you who has been whispering in your ear and tapping on your shoulder and tugging at your heart, asking you, hey, I want to I want to come online. I want to be activated. Uh, but it probably feels really overwhelming and scary and it, you may not know where to begin as you take steps towards that next chapter of you. And our philosophy is that it can actually be fun and easy and fluid and activating to make these changes in our life. It doesn't have to be this torturous healing self-work. It doesn't have to be this grinding towards goals. It can be a dance and you're invited into the dance. And this long weekend, we are going to do a mix of creative activities, moving our bodies, and we will, we're going to be in basically paradise. <laughs> it's so beautiful in Todos Santos. And we'll do excursions every day. We'll do a hike. We'll go to the beach. We'll tour this organic farm where we're also going to share a meal. The, the town there is incredible. It's got this beautiful artisanal market. Um, and the home we are staying at, I insist that you look at this home <laughs> it's so beautiful it's just like classic modern mexico clean beautiful with an ocean view um just a short walk to the beach and a beautiful pool i i could really go on um, but i want to get us back to the episode so go ahead and click the link in the show notes retreat.amyinfullcolor.com and all the details are there for you and i'm excited for you to peruse through that there are many opportunities on that page for you to book a phone call with me and that's where you can tell me about your intentions and what's alive for you. You can ask me any questions about the retreat and that's also where we do booking if you want to claim your spot. We have 16 spots total with a mix of lodging on site and off site and a variety of prices there. I'm thinking about our generation's kind of need for this aesthetic beauty and I think what you do with food is like yeah everyone's got to eat like it's a functional thing but you make it extravagantly beautiful and I will add a link to uh, gathergrazing.co and this website so you guys can see what it looks like because if you're just picturing like some cubes of cheese on a plate like <laughs> it's so much more um, but I think it's a little bit of a marker of our uh, a harbinger of our generation, if mm -hmm. you will, of the times. Um, I just felt like when I was a kid, I would look around as we're driving down the highway and I see these like tan highways and gray buildings and everything's just so functional because 80s, 90s, early 2000s, there was a little bit of this, let's just build things as fast as we can and like copy and paste the same design mm -hmm. so we can make as much money Efficiency, as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and with food too it's just like kind of a just get it done kind of a boring yeah. thing and every kid's sack lunch looks the same right? right and i see a bit of a pendulum swing in our generation of like mm, actually i need my life to be beautiful mm, yeah uh, that's that's just kind of like a base need right um so it's really cool to see folks in our generation as we rise up and begin to create our own businesses and create our own art and uh, all those, everything across the board, uh, the aesthetics are really have not been ignored. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, I think that carrying that beauty through experiences is something that's becoming more valued. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so many ways to make your life beautiful, to just add vibrancy and add, ah, oh, wow, a sense of awe in the everyday moments. Um, and food is like the most simple way to do that. I mean, yeah, you're talking about our generation. Like you should see my Instagram feed, the most colorful, <laughs> vibrant, exciting foods that pop up against beautiful backgrounds. It's like a feast for the eyes. Um, and that's, that's what I aim for with my business. Um, 
is just to create a feast for the eyes, but really enjoying those little moments of pairing, making weird combinations of foods. Like, you know, I always challenge clients, A, to just use their fingers, have fun, play. You don't need forks for this. And also to put together things you never would. So imagine like a cracker with, um, you know, a little bit of salami and cheese and an espresso, chocolate covered espresso bean and fig, like putting all the weird things together is how I discovered that I love tahini on strawberries or lemon on bananas it's like oh these flavors are so good let's mix them together and there's so much beauty in that mm-hmm. <laughs> a good ziggy scratching an itch <laughs> um, um, so what about in the spaces of like mm, let's talk about your home too you've just created such a beautiful home and I've I think I've seen three of your homes that you've lived in mm-hmm. the past like three <laughs> years. <laughs> um, and what is your approach for again prioritizing that beauty and creating spaces for connection? Like, what's your what's your thoughtful approach with that? Hmm. It's about kind of like sitting in a space for a little bit and being like, "What does this room want to be? Mm-hmm. Like, what color does this?" room want to be my husband and I have so much fun with painting the walls and like arguing about like what color this room should be and what texture should be in there um but yeah I mean I think when I think about the home I you know I grew up in a pretty big family my mom was always hosting and that's you know that's where I probably all this started for me and and wanting to have like a food hosting business um but there were always people over and there, the spaces were designed for people to to be together to to connect and to play um when I first met my husband uh, he was living in a house that we that we still have we rent out and it was it was a small little bungalow in East Austin and we lived there for a little while um before moving and we had this problem where we just never sat on our couches. <laughs> we just never sat on them. We got another couch. So we're like, okay, maybe like we just need a better couch. We just never sat on them. <laughs> and so we eventually were like, you know what? This is our house. We can do what we want. Let's just put it all on the floor. Like like we are floor people. We like to sit on the floor. We like to sit on poofs. Um, it's funny because we're literally sitting on sheepskins on the floor. <laughs> but it just never really worked. Eventually we had to just like move the big coffee table because we're like, no, we want to connect and snuggle on the ground and have people over and play games on the ground. And um, and so when we moved into this this new house, which is fortunately, you know, bigger and more spacious for us, you know, we created a whole room that was just for floor sitting, <laughs> just for just for laying and, um, and and connecting on the ground, really like earthing, really grounding ourselves um and we find that people really gravitate in here but then there are other crowds that you know really do want to be on the couch um my parents for instance right like that's more comfortable for them um but in terms of the home I you know finally as I've gotten older have just said fuck it I'm gonna always have flowers I'm just gonna spend money on that and it really makes a difference it makes me feel different about my space and I and I see that it you know, the, having flowers around in all the rooms really uplifts, uplifts the spaces and, and makes people happy. Um, so I think kind of deciding, I, you know, I see people moving and kind of being like, oh, I want this thing, but it's expensive. And no, your home is where you are all the time. Like spend the money on your home um, because you want to want to be there. Um, make it cozy, make it what you need. Study how you move in your space study where you always drop your purse down and create a place to drop your purse and put it away you know what I mean like it might not be in the place that it would be for everyone else um so yeah I do I do find that you know really thinking about what you need as an individual or as a family and just you know even if it's different just do it you know if that means like for us like moving the coffee table and getting rid of the couches um I want it to feel inviting and, and also, you know, a place that other people are going to want to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I'm hearing kind of in, under, in the undertone of this is being in touch with the space and being in touch with how you exist in the space mm-hmm. and letting it exactly. be born from that connection and that symbiosis there rather than I think a very common approach is, okay, we got the floor plans, we're going to place the bed here and pick out this and this and this and it this is what West Elm does. Right? So <laughs> therefore we need to do it. Like think as far out of the box as you can. Yeah. 
you know just, if it starts in the mind on what how it should be um then i think you cut off the possibilities of like you said what it wants to be by just feeling it out and that's a little bit uncomfortable because uh, you want to have it all figured out as you change up your space and move into a new space. But if you can just let it be a breathing work in progress, mm. then I think things come up like you wouldn't imagine. Like in this room we're in, you have two side tables right next to each other, which I think on paper <laughs> would be like, what? You don't need that. You just need one. But you guys need both of them. Yeah, we need both. And they both get used. Oh, there's there's like three side tables actually <laughs> within a four foot radius. Like, and it just works and it just feels natural because it fits into the rhythm of the home rather than you fitting into a structure of what your mind decided it should be, you know, mm-hmm. or what other people do. Yeah, just normal. that conditioning of like this is this is what a house looks like. This yeah. is what a room looks like. You know, it's hard because our, our ability to think divergently just decreases at such a fast level as we get older. People to... Like, imagine if there were no box, you know, think inside the box, the box is as far away as possible. Like, what if we put, you know, I, I don't even know. I need to think about it for a minute or not think about it. The couch the on the ceiling. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I was like, OK, don't say that. But <laughs> but seriously, like, you know, the the you can always if you don't let yourself get absurd. Like, let's say you start with the idea of the couch on the ceiling and you go, okay, well, mm, I don't know if that will work. But now that I'm thinking that way, what if we hung the couch and it was like a swing from the ceiling and then like, ooh, maybe we could do a a hammock in the room or something like that. And um, it's kind of relates for me back to the creative process, especially with writing. I'm like. Uh, I just need to get the absurdity down on the page and then I can edit it it out because I wouldn't get to where I need to be if I tried to make it perfect and correct and complete every step of the way. Like you have to let yourself get a little bit absurd. Um, So I love think like a kid really, you know, and and one thing I love about you, Amy, is that you don't have kids, but you spend so much time around kids and it's clear you do that because you love them, but also because they keep you creative like they keep you thinking in ways that you're like I would have never thought about that well you would have if you were also eight or five you know um think like a kid yeah uh, something I think about a lot is the type of neuron called mirror neurons have you heard mirror neurons yeah for anyone who hasn't it's a type of brain cell we have that basically makes us like a copycat um Mm -hmm. where if you've ever gone on a run with someone and you feel kind of tired but you see that they're still running so you keep running or maybe you don't even notice that you're tired because the other person's still running and you run at a faster speed than usual um this is also seen a lot if you go to a coffee shop and you're able to work with more focus Mm -hmm. because you're sitting and you're looking at seven other people in front of you who are working with focus um, so that's just something interesting to think about. Like, go spend time around kids, and mm-hmm. your brain will begin behaving in a way like a kid can. Um, but also, you're still an adult, and you know how to tie your shoes and drive a car, right? So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Uh, but I think that can be applied to a lot of different things. Of what kind of energies do you want to lean more into within yourself, and how can that be reflected in the people closest to you? heard there's Mm -hmm. like some law or something about the five closest people to you and that you become like them Mm -hmm, absolutely Um, that comes up a lot in like the kind of undercurrent conversation here about community yeah Um, yeah and thinking of um I think a huge uh part of my growth I attribute to you know surrounding myself with those people that really inspire me and get me thinking in ways that are healthy and positive and like I love the way you talk to yourself Amy and I I, just being with you will make me talk like you to myself or whatever it is you know or seeing your little notes around your home like oh yeah I'll just intuitively do some of that stuff Um, but also thinking about the people that are our expanders manifestations speak here Mm -hmm. but the people that maybe are a few steps ahead of us in certain realms Um, and that could be in the realm of being childlike and playful you know or it could be like okay they really 
are doing what you want to be doing maybe five years from now in your career or whatever um surrounding yourself with those people if those you know those five like you were saying were were you know going to be the most like the five people that we surround ourselves by well what if you know those people are really expansive for you that's huge the first times we hung out Emma um, we were out on Lake Travis sailing with my family oh, yeah. and Natalie um, and I remember we were treading water and just talking to each other and you said something along the lines of manifestation is the way that I tap in it's like how I connect with with source with spirit with my higher self etc you know any kind of spiritual phrase you'd like to live there and I just found that so fascinating uh, I think that we all have our ways to tap in. For me, definitely creativity and writing um, and nature are two of my main medicines, and I feel like they are for you too. But it was really interesting to hear mm. you um, share that. And so I would love to hear, first of all, about your relationship with creating your life from manifestation practices. Um, and also if you have any hot tips for us. <laughs> yeah I'm a little bit of like a manifestation junkie is that the right way to say that I'm like the I don't know if other people use this term I've never heard anybody else say it but I, I call myself a manifestress and I've I've found it. that my friends use that a lot now too um sort of like a goddess of manifestation of manifestation um really honing in on the arts and sciences of manifestation is is kind of my my jam and I don't remember saying that to you Amy which <laughs> harkens back to what I was saying before yeah, our friends yeah <laughs> um but I'm not surprised because I think for me I really feel source energy and you know my my higher self and I just feel really tapped in when I'm like actively I guess pulling something into my reality into my physical reality and and flexing that muscle and practicing it um it makes me feel divinely tapped in it just yeah it just makes you feel really powerful and like part of something larger than yourself you know so I mean I could talk about manifestation for days but <laughs> well you know, could yeah. I ask you before you dive into any specific tips like yeah just to verify you like you have some really great stories <laughs> of things you've brought to yeah. life is there anything that stands out of like wow I can't believe I did that and that's yeah um, not a coincidence yeah I do I mean several things come to mind I mean I was talking about friends in the beginning of this episode and I really mean it when I say that about was it six seven years ago now I don't even know how many years ago it was I, I left uh, New York City where I went to school I had been living in the Northeast for many years and I like really didn't feel like I had friends like even you know high school college like I and this would be hard for some people that know me to, to believe now but like that I felt very insecure in that realm and um, it was hard for me to, to really cultivate friendships with the people. And I still have some, some great ones from that time, but it was not a place where I felt abundant. And when I moved um, to Austin, kind of in a rush, honestly, I had a breakup and with that lost some, some friends and it was just like really not a, a great time, but it was a, a catalyst moment. It was a turning point. I was like, I am going to make the most amazing friends. You know, I like lost a best friend. Um, it was just, yeah, I am going to turn the story around. And I just dedicated my life to that. Like I really did. And I and I really have found my people. And it's something that a lot of people point out to me of like, oh, my gosh, you have created the most beautiful tribe. We're currently calling ourselves the uh, Cosmic Cuddle Collective. <laughs> um, but, you know, and it just keeps growing from there. Um, and I think another great example is, you know, we're all trying to, you know, find that one person. And I got really into the arts and sciences, I'm saying, of manifestation. I'm calling it that now. Um, when I was trying to find my husband, I would just constantly write him letters. I had a whole, like, book of things, you know, writing to him, really trying to pull him into my physical reality. Um, I'd go on walks and I'd kind of, like, talk to him as if he were there. Um 
and then he was and I you know maybe a year ago gave him the letter that I one of the letters I had written him and it was like detailing exactly everything I loved about him his qualities um and that's him like that's who that's who Thomas is and that's you know it's just really cool it was it was surreal when I first met him I was like whoa um this house that I'm in or is talking about being in a really small bungalow and being pregnant and we just had no space and some crazy things had happened at the time and we were like oh my gosh we need to find somewhere to live before this this baby comes it it did not happen we have this terrible situation where like a a builder who was going to build a second story ran away with our money it was like the classic of like everything's going wrong but I just continued to be like this is all happening for a reason like something better is coming and I remember um going around with a a real estate agent friend at the time looking for some place to rent um because it was just it just really didn't feel like it was going to be possible to buy a house at that point or the right one wasn't emerging and then my mother-in-law sent me a link to this house down the road we love our neighborhood we don't want to leave our neighborhood at this point um in the story and the real estate agent was like oh well it's for sale it's not for rent but I can just like I can just call the agent. We can go look right now. I was like, oh, no, like that doesn't that's not really I guess I can just ignore this text from my mother in law. She's like, no, let's go. And I remember on the way over. Crying my eyes out, just like crying, just crying, crying, crying. And I was not feeling emotional or anything. It just like came through me. I'm a bit clairsentient in that way. It comes through feelings messages come through feelings and I called my mom and I'm like I'm crying like something is going on like something is trying to come through and then I had remembered that the prayer that I had sent out was just show me when it's the right thing you know and I think I gave you that prayer recently Amy like show me when it's the right person make it so fucking obvious that it's the right one and the fact that I was just like bursting with tears and they were happy on the way over, I just walked in the house and I was like, this is our house. Mm-hmm. You know, just those, the feeling of knowing. And so those are some, I mean, my son too, I worked really hard during pregnancy to try to calm my energy and really mm-hmm. cultivate wellness. And, um, during that time and just, you know, always, always choosing to just be my best self, not, you know, raise my energy too much if I was upset or, um, just really intentional during my pregnancy because I was so sure that, um, and I was studying kind of the psychology of this at the time, but that, you know, everything that you input when you're pregnant, whether it be the music and the feelings and the food, it's, it's really baking that, that baby. And I wanted a baby that could, that could hang <laughs> and he be fun. Yeah, he can hang. And he, he was just very, very easygoing, more easygoing than I would say I am or, you know, people in my family maybe (laughs) um and that was because I really tried to cultivate that easygoing maybe maybe it's because I tried to really cultivate that easygoing um energy so those are some examples yeah one thing I heard in there that I've been thinking about a lot lately is even when it looked like what you wanted wasn't happening Mm. you had the awareness of this is happening for a reason this isn't doesn't mean I'm not worthy of it or it's not gonna Mm -hmm. happen like that's faith yeah the older I get and the more times I go round and round this journey um the more I feel like faith is the greatest strength yeah it's everything yeah it really is I always say that the universe never says no to you when you are saying oh I want this thing it never says no it either says yes hell yes here you go <laughs> like we wanted to but all of these are good the hell yes the um, not right now. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That can be a hard pill to swallow. Just mm-hmm. not right now. It's not this person right now is the one you thought it was. Or, and it's often this, I have something even better. Mm-hmm. I have something even better. And yeah. so when it doesn't work out the way you thought it would work out, it's, it's that like, mm, I know something even better is coming, yeah. you know, and really keeping that smile on your face. of like, yeah. Yeah, I trust that something better is coming, and that that's that's a huge part of um, of successfully manifesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like having a loose grip on your expectations. Just knowing that it's a dance, that's a dance with the universe and the whole system, and and that everything that you want is also trying to find you. Mm-hmm. Like it really is trying to find you. 
And maybe it's just not ready yet. You know, maybe that guy is like still in a bad relationship and he has to like learn those lessons with someone else before he's ready for you, for instance, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's always trying to find you and just like really feeling into that. Like it's trying to find me. I trust that. As much as you're trying to find it, of course. Yeah. The thing that you have to remember about manifestation is it's not in the mind. It's in the body. And if you want to learn more about that, I always point people to Joe Dispenza. Like he describes it so well and um, has really helped a lot of people manifest a lot of cool things. But it's all in the body. So it's not a brain thing. Um, It's being able to, as much as you can imagine something in your mind's eye, it's about feeling that in your body. Like, can you also reach out and touch it? You know, if I were to say, like, close your eyes, like, can you actually, like, feel the shape of this thing? And, or can you can you feel the way that it feels to have that person or that thing in the room? Like, oh, I feel ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And just letting that, letting every cell in your body smile and sing and jump when you get that, I got the job, you know? Like, oh, how does that feel? How good would that feel? That's what sends the signal. You know, that's what makes it happen. Um, yeah, just imagining that what you want is already there with you and it and it will be in time. Yeah. Um, and then I think like we were saying before, speaking out loud the things that we want. You know, I'm the girl who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm manifesting this thing. And people will be like, whoa, OK, like who she thinks she is. But yeah, just owning it like this is what I want and it's coming to me and you know the other part of that is just people witnessing it Mm. like you need people to witness it and to hear it as well it can't just be something you you keep inside you have to you have to to show it I think at least that's been a a thing for me so that kind of goes back to our conversation of like having that person in your life who's the cheerleader and the supporter the connector is like that's a really safe space to share those with to do that yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and it can be really scary to say those things out loud yeah like for me lately it's been like I want to fall in love and it has taken me a lot to be able to like say those words out loud for all kinds of reasons yeah almost like felt like embarrassed to want that or to claim it whatever but like hell yeah I want to fall in love does (laughs) it feel freeing saying it right now yeah it does yeah yeah feels kind of like edgy (laughs) in in a hot way yeah and you also know that like the day that you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit right, right? Yeah. like that's you're, hard it's hard. hard it's hard it's like wait i see it i want it now and especially as we're in this age of instant gratification it's like wait, oh. why can't i have it now i don't get it there's not two-day shipping on this yeah and that's the thing that totally gets in the way of people successfully manifesting mm-hmm. you know is losing that that trust yeah. as you as yeah, you said trust. developing trust with mm-hmm whatever however you identify the source of life Mm. what are you creating right now (laughs) what seeds are you planting that you want to share you're welcome to yeah you know it's interesting because I feel like I the past few years I I did a lot I got married I had a baby I moved houses I started a business I kind of was like getting high on like seeing as much as I could do like seeing how much I could do um and I think people around me were like whoa girl like slow down you don't need to do everything at once and I might have been that I was like trying to prove something to myself I don't know so I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like I want to do less I am the person that just does the most all the time like it's you know I'm always like supporting friends projects or like you know throwing everyone's birthday parties or you know just putting on an event or um traveling like I just I try to pack a lot in there and I'm finally really leaning into the medicine that is doing less like what did what did I say the other day L- less is the new more like doing less <laughs> is the, it's the new thing it's like let's just chill for a bit yeah. so I'm really trying to manifest a season of letting everything integrate because if you don't take that time to to let it soak in like what have you learned what have you gained yeah. you need to give yourself the space to ah <sighs> lay on the hammock and look at everything you built you know I think that's such a skipped over stage of the creative process is celebrating yourself and resting after the things created um 
because like there's a lot of people creating things out there today but I s- a pattern I see is like oh hey I did this thing here it is okay on to the next mm, and yeah you're not giving that that's been me historically <laughs> yeah um but also like you worked hard to birth that creation is a form of birth and just like when a mother gives birth she needs months of rest oh months yeah of support uh 18 years of support too you know yeah um so I really encourage that and uh, like a phrase I've really been sitting with lately it's just been a beautiful life a beautiful like life that's one of my priorities here right um, regardless of my career aspirations or finances or whatever whatever like I want to have really wonderful relationships a beautiful home a beautiful life beautiful moments mm. I think above it all beautiful moments and the awareness to appreciate it and soak in those beautiful mm. moments life is the event yeah you know <laughs> it's just yeah the space to enjoy all those little moments mm-hmm. I had one of our mutual friends maybe a year or year and a half ago when I was like trying to figure out like I have a baby but I also want to have this business blah like what am I doing what should I do blah, 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 what should I do she just sat across from me on the couch and said Emma you're you're just meant to enjoy life mm, you don't need to that. do so much you know just enjoy life you're so good at it when you give yourself the time to um all those little moments like the other day I was just juicing I was just making green juice because I was like oh my gosh I gotta get some more greens in my diet let me just do it took me like two hours but it was so grounding and so beautiful just to just to you know press juice (laughs) as basic as that sounds it felt like a total meditation and felt like making magic and it's just like the day-to-day things that happen in life are the event we're not preparing for something bigger like this is it like enjoy it yeah, I, we, I think a lot of us can kind of live up for the, you know, like living for the weekend type of mm, mindset. Yeah, like, seriously. No, like live in for right now. Like yeah. What feels amazing right now? Or basically what, maybe it doesn't feel amazing right now. What feels right now? What's the sensation of right now? And if you're just always sitting in that awareness mm. of what's here now. Yeah, that's a frequency for it's sure. Awesome. What's here now? I like that frequency. And like <laughs> just finding the good in everything too. Yeah. Just finding where even like a little flower wants to teach you something or yeah. like, you know, paying attention to the fact that a butterfly landed on right. your shoulder or. I can um, tell you've been hanging out with a toddler. <laughs> yeah, seriously, which is such a gift too. There's this, um, this just came to mind, but this Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that I love, which is the measure of mental health is the disposition to find good everywhere Mm -hmm. you know just to always sink in and see those little things that are good and beautiful you know and speaking of toddler I think one of the biggest joys in my life is just the fact that I feel dedicated like almost like religiously like it is my religion to play like to play and just have fun like (laughs) my brother says I do so uncompromisingly so (laughs) like just he said that in a a wedding toast I was like yeah that's true like you know my husband and I make up our own holidays and then celebrate them each year like they're on the calendar they're on the cat like just we've decided like okay our children get to pick a different a new name to add to their name every year like they just like like let's just make life fun and silly and stupid and like don't take it so seriously um you asked about holidays okay let's see we have a good one October 1st is balloon day (laughs) we and it's interesting it's actually so the story there is that I um, right after we met I you know, and we, we knew that this was going to be it when we first met. So, um, gosh, it must've been like two or three weeks later, I had to have, um, an operation, um, on my, my uterus actually. So babies were trying to come through. (laughs) It became very obvious that I needed to get this. And, um, I recovered in Thomas's home, which became my home, which was quite weird at the time. Right. Because my family and friends were like, okay, like go recover here. But I was like, no, I want to be with this person. Like this is my person. Um, and they put a cast inside of me that the that the gynecologist described as like um, a balloon, 
some sort of I don't know exactly how it works, but like a balloon inside of you to heal like an wow. an open an open space um, to to stay in place. It was a balloon. That's what she said. <laughs> um, uh, my one of my best friends is a nurse, and she'd be laughing at me right now. Like, there's a technical term for this, M. <laughs> but <laughs> um, and you know, it was something that felt kind of weird for me. And Thomas was like, "Well, this is." you know, let's, ma- let's make play here. Let's make fun. So the day that I got it out, we nicknamed balloon day. The day we got the balloon out. And you know, when I came home, there were balloons all over the oh house. And every year now we do, you know, we'll go up in a hot air balloon or we'll make balloon art or we'll just surprise each other with weird balloon things. We'll find the most like balloon looking foods around town or like whatever, you know, and we just, we just make a game out of it. And I think, yeah, we're not we're not meant to take things so seriously like be as playful as possible i love that story because i feel like it's so characteristic of you and you and thomas as as a duo (laughs) like everything's just fun and silly with you guys um i'm thinking of like all the costumes (laughs) like we're all like kind of half dressed in our costumes here in this very cozy room and then Thomas just comes in doing like some kind of a jig in a different costume every five minutes and it's just it it's that goes back to that space for absurdity that willingness Mm, to be absurd yeah is so woven into it it's like if you can go to those edges of absurdity and let your guard down enough then you discover new things oh yeah even if it's not something that becomes maybe becomes a business or an art project whatever it like it becomes laughter it becomes joy it becomes a beautiful moment like all of that is equally Mm -hmm. valuable and I have to remind myself of that sometimes because I can get too caught up in one direction versus the other yeah I I totally agree and I have to do the same thing I have to keep bringing it back in you know and I I guess I would you know challenge anyone who's listening to just figure out what that thing is for you that place that just adds fun adds sparkles adds silliness into your life and try to like do a piece of it every week you know what I mean like what would that be for you or the absurdity like you were saying the absurdity um I like Okay, there's this thing called hot girl walks. Have we all heard of hot girl walks? <laughs> yeah. I don't really do, I mean, maybe on accident I do hot girl walks, but I do like silly girl walks. Silly girl <laughs> like walks. I just go out for a walk and by the end of it, I'm just like talking to myself. <laughs> <and I'm> like, <laughs> pat, pat goes the baker's man. <laughs> I'm saying the most crazy shit to myself, but it's like... I think there's a I think there's a silly goose inside of all of us that there needs really is there you really gotta is give it some expression <laughs> it's really yeah. fun. how about like going into a public place with like a few of your besties and, you know everyone's just like in this public place at a public pool or a restaurant or a playground and just like breaking out and dance <laughs> just like going just like doing some crazy yeah. dance and everyone's watching you and just like you know like a little glitch like yeah. a little glitch in reality like be the invitation you know be just be crazy yeah just be a weirdo like it's so freeing you know yeah yeah i love that silly girl walks yeah we all did that when we were younger right oh totally yeah, yeah. just like walking around barnes and noble being like silly you know like i miss that like let's yeah. let's put that on the calendar yeah. <laughs> let's make a silly girl walk date <laughs> Okay, down. Is this why you steal my baby once a week to yeah. go on walks? <laughs> yeah, we go on walks and we, we sing um, Wizard of Oz. We do the hokey pokey. This is the invitation to find kids and just take them okay. and do silly things. No, 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 no. I mean family. I mean family and friends. They keep you young. Your local baby. Um, okay, we could probably talk for like four more hours, but I think we should wrap this up. Uh, if people want to connect with you, where can they go? they want some Emma yeah um well my business is on Instagram as gather grazing co all one word no periods or anything um and that's that's what it would be yeah cool we'll tag that in the um what's it called the show notes the show notes yeah and I mean like if anyone wants to talk and get you know tips with manifestation or having anything that they've connected with I would you know I always 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 open to connection and new relationships and new conversations so always here 
that's what I love about you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so special to share the people I love here on this show. And it also feels so special that you are here present with me. I hope that I am a contribution to your life through this audio. And I, I hope that you know that you're also such a contribution to me. It's really special to just like log on to my little dashboard and see that people are tuning in. It, it makes me feel well loved. So thank you. As I mentioned about partway through this episode, I am hosting that retreat in Mexico in November of this year. And I'm just so excited about it. This has been such an epic creation for me. And we've put together something so special that is going to be just a lovely, transformative, playful weekend. We're going to get into all the different mediums. I've got a very thorough, lovely web page up with all of the details. So go to retreat.amyinfullcolor.com and you can find it all there and there's a link in the show notes and all throughout that page for you to also book a phone call with me to ask me any questions you have about the retreat and share with me like what's cooking what's percolating within your heart that wants to come through um i am so here for it that's why i do a lot of what i do is i like being around inspired people so please share your fire with me and if it calls to you would love to have you on this retreat so find the details and points of connection there and please don't be shy reach out and connect even if it's not something that would be a fit for you like I love connecting with the people who listen to my show anyways so I want to know you I want to connect with you and yeah again don't feel shy